How's it going, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Here's the Crack podcast. Oh, I thought you were speaking to me there. You're chewing. You are chewing. Anyway, we're back with another solo episode this week. We'll get straight into it. Strange and startling. Let's go. Here we go. Anyway, strange and startling this week. Um, I recently got my insurance quote through, and for my for my car, for your car, and it was three hundred pound more than what my normal quote is. Oh fuck. Please, can we discuss? Because we had this discussion the other day uh, in work, and I was like, "This is crazy." And apparently, this is happening to a lot of people. So, my insurance last year was like I don't know, like three ninety or something, and they basically tried to charge me like seven ten. And when I rung up, they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll see what we can do." And they done their standard, like right. I just kind of rung up and was like, "Listen, we do this all the time. You put it up. I ring up. I say I want it cheaper. You give it to me for cheaper. I say I've got it cheaper elsewhere. You just give it to me for cheaper. So, can we just skip all the middle bit and get to that bit?" Uh, and this ensued for like I basically had to pay like an extra like forty quid. So I think my insurance this year was like four ten. Mm. And I was like, what the but then I went on and people were actually this is this is a thing. People were pricing insurance. So a girl got her insurance quote through. Look at that. What are you suffering for? <laughs> Tesco Bank. Eighteen thousand one hundred and eighty five pound. She's C- definitely C- got suspended C- from driving. City like City that. Insurance. Oh, yeah. Mega deal expires in thirteen hours. Sixty-six thousand six hundred and fifty-nine pounds. What? Mega! Wow! Now, now look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> this must be like an absolute joke. This girl came on. And she, basically, I, I think it's like Aquay or something. Part of LV. Three hundred and ninety-two thousand four hundred and eighty-three pounds and thirty-nine p. What the fuck? She insuring a Lamborghini <laughs> Divino or something? You uh, could buy two Lamborghinis for that. Fucking right. Uh. You can add on uh, excess protection for seventy five quid. I oh, mean, that's when nice. When you were already up to three hundred and ninety three grand, you may as well just add it on anyway for seventy five quid. I'd sooner just chance all out fucking. Have you have you insured recently? Yeah, find um, this or am I yeah, just happened me two too. months ago? I insured on my insurance had one up, not much, but then a price everywhere like compare the market and all that shit, really? and like everywhere was dear like, right. and it was just like. That's it. Yeah. Did wonder why. Mine went up, but it was because the Jetta is a 1.6 and then the BM is a 2 litre twin turbo. So there's a big jump in power. So I think mine went up from 400 to 700 or something. Fuck. So it's an extra 300. I, I can beat you on that. Yeah? So my, um, I use a broker. Uh, and I've All used right. I've, I've used the broker ever since I started driving just because it's easier because they ring me up and go this is the price I go yeah dead on they they do all the paperwork Arn goes everything for me. What do they take a fee out of this? Huh? Do they take like a fee out of it or what? Uh, yeah, not not like it's not said right. to me. It's just that here's the price. Usually they give me a better deal than I can ever find anywhere else. Yeah, and it's a friend. You. It's a friend of my dad as well. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been with them ever since I started driving until about three months ago. Um, they rang me up they sent me a letter being like ring us up for your quote because your insurance is up in like two weeks and I rang them up and I was like here I'm looking at this and they went yeah your quote is like they were like something like £1,080 and I went excuse me fucking what what was it before what my car your quote the year before oh um, in and around the 600 mark fuck me for a, <laughs> a one litre turbo Skoda Fabia that's ridiculous um no, I have been caught speeding, like, so I've got points in my license. Does that, oh. does that affect it? Naughty boy. Does, yeah. yeah of course does it? it does. Yeah. goes up by like a third. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd ha- you had to like lose your license to actually get. No, it goes up, sadly. 
Um, I actually checked because I got a quote for without the points and got a quote with the points, and I knew no one my luck I'd get in a crash if I lied about it. So better being safe than all the rest of it. And uh-huh. it, it goes up by about a third. And I was like, is that the best you can do? Because like, that's went up from like that's went up like four hundred quid. Yeah. Just because it's this year, and you know, I, I turned twenty five this year too, and I thought it was going to go down. And uh, they were they went oh we'll do it, and they went. Ages. Pretend the time. Um, and uh, it took maybe five, ten minutes, and he came back and he goes, "No, sorry, Mr. Wallace, that's the best we can do." And I was like, "Well, I'm not renewing. <laughs> I'd rather walk." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was shite, and I eventually did get it, but I still had to pay over seven hundred pound. Look, over seven hundred pound mm. for a one liter. That's ridiculous. Skoda Fabia. How long have you been driving? I think it's bound to be seven years, but six years. Six. Yeah. I didn't learn until I was back near, from uni, nearly twenty. No, I was still in university. Yeah. I came home to do it. I you did 26? it like over like two. I'm coming twenty six shortly. Mm. You're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Ever since I turned twenty five, I went. I fucking hate being this age. <laughs> I'm twenty. But um, apparently, what I the did, fuck, I, old cunt. <laughs> I did. I did look into it. According to ABI, <laughs> expenses including repair costs, energy costs, and paint costs are among those driving the cost of car insurance up through the roof. So obviously, like the price to like get their hat, like everything's went up. Yeah. So like, if you go and get your car repaired or spray painted or something, generally costs go up, which means that affects your insurance. Now, mm. I really do argue, you know, if you're sitting there with maybe seven years no claims, why your insurance should go up that much, like almost in some cases double for people, mm. makes no sense. Mm. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there because it did shock me. And if you have been hit by a high insurance cost, let us know because. We we'll bring this up later on in Community Crack in a further episode. But a hypothetical yeah. one here: someone I may not, may or may not know, moved house, and um, the insurance <laughs> from a place in the countryside close to the border, beginning with K, was um, three hundred pound less expensive to insure your car if you said you lived there mm. than in the big city. Oh, in the big smoke. In the big smoke. Yeah. Really? The city beginning with B. <laughs> Don't know. It's hypothetical. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's 300 quid in the difference. So Bob from the pub. Hypothetical person may have said that they still live there. Yeah. So yeah. So if, you're, yeah. if, if you say you're living in the city, they're going to charge yeah, well, you more as well. I have heard, hypothetically speaking, if, you know, people who have, uh, you know, a relatively large garden or whatever and have said, oh, I park my car in the driveway yeah. makes it, you know, cheaper than saying, you know, when they actually park their car in the, on, like, the street. Locked garage is dear. A locked garage, a locked garage is dear. Yes, any, I do any, know this. We'll yeah. go. Do you know why? Does anybody know why? Because anyway, any I could make an educated go guess. Go make a guess. Is it because a locked garage is more appealing to break into? No, it's. I think it's because a locked garage incurs. If someone breaks in, the chances are they're going to do more damage. Like overall, breaking in and try and steal the car and risk the, of yeah fire. Mm. Yeah. So risk if your house, fire. if the thing goes on fire, whereas yeah. if you're parked on a street, if something goes on fire, it's unlikely to catch ah, on your car. Mm-hmm. So never say you put it in your garage. So yeah, you park it on a what is it a a street like outside a home private driveway. Private driveway. Yeah. That's what I do. So that's good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually um, when I first passed my driving test, I had a Clio from the year two thousand. A what? A Clio from the year two thousand. Oh, right. Uh, I obviously had it insured in Balamina, mm-hmm. and it was in around. It was only like twelve hundred pound for the year, which I didn't think was too bad. I was a named yeah. driver and all, and um, tried to move it to Manchester, where I was living at the time in Salford. Yeah. Uh, now backstory before I tell you the fucking price. 
Salford back then was the most crime-ridden city in the UK per yeah. capita, and the street I lived on was notorious for gang activity. Actually, I lived in a gang house. Gang <laughs> house. I was never just admit it. You were in the gang, like. <laughs> I ran it, mate. Um, <laughs> guess how much they quoted me for insurance for that. No uh, by the way, I later learned that I could have just insured it in Balmain and drove it in England. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah, not an issue. That's a thing. But anyway, um, guess how much? Number. Two grand. Six thousand pounds. Holy fuck! Did you just guess six? Yeah, yeah nice. Were, were you were you in the insurance company that could have been that? <laughs> yeah, six that's six thousand pounds. I see they've actually stopped um, insuring Range Rovers in London. Yeah. yeah so if you, you live in you London, can't get them they'll just say no yep. because they're the most stolen car. I think they account for like fifty percent of the vehicles that are stolen in London. Go away. Crazy, like. So don't buy a Range Rover and don't live in London. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, live in Balamina. I'm actually <laughs> driving Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. Probably be cheaper to rent a house in Balamina for the year and say that's your address. home address, and then get a policy there, and then live in London. Mm. Financial uh, advice with the guys. Yeah. No, not financial advice with the guys. No, sorry. that's here's the finance. This is not non-legal finance. advice. Non-legal yeah. advice. Yeah. That's the one. We are not authorized nor regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Nice, nice. That's the Good that's job. the speech. But anyway, anything else? Strangers starting with you boys. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Someone go. go. I, I was gonna go. Black Friday is coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk a bit about this. Yeah. At the time this episode comes out, I'm not sure Probably when Black Friday. Black yeah, Friday. Black Friday. Uh, so, yeah, some facts. Britain's plan to spend an estimated three billion in the t- 2023 Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. Black Friday spending is expected to drop by 900 million in 2023, down 23 percent from a plan of 3.9 billion in 2022. So they're predicting that people won't spend as much. No. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah, the average spend per person on Black Friday in twenty twenty three is predicted to be a hundred and thirteen pound forty percent less than in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and fifty nine percent less in twenty twenty one. I yeah, I yeah, get I, that. I, I, I could understand what that. Yeah. Like I'm not like it used to be. Whenever I was living at home, I would have planned to buy stuff at Black Friday that I didn't need. Whereas now, like we went in the other day to try and buy a microwave, and I was like, might be best wait into Black Friday and see what comes up. Yeah. Eight and ten Brits from Gen Z plan to spend in the Black Friday sales with an estimated average spend of £176. I think people might actually spend more this Black Friday because by the time they think when Christmas comes around, they'll be like, fuck, I can't afford to actually sp- play full price for things. Mm. People I've might be a bit more organised. I've got a couple of Black Friday stories, but I wanted to ask you how big a thing is Black Friday to you? Do you get excited for Black Friday? I don't think mm. I've ever... It's not the same over participated here. Participated it in it. The whole American thing's work. cool, you know, where you know people are queuing up at stores and you're proper getting a bargain. But I feel like the brands and stuff here are maybe putting their prices up a couple of weeks before and then dropping them for Black Friday. I even bought a pair of earrings today. You pull, or there's a sticker on the back on twelve ninety nine, three for two sale on. Pull the sticker off the back of it, six ninety nine, <laughs> the old sticker. So they put Don't the price know. up and then Seriously. put it in sale for. Three for two. Everything's online now, though, as well. Like, yeah. That's probably why it's not such a big event. Like, but there used to be people queuing up to get like TVs and shit. See, that's the whole fun of it. Like, like it was Is an it event. Though? Like, you know, <laughs> I know uh, you you come out of it black and blue, like from baiting people and all. Yeah. Like, but honestly, I was in a garden center the other week, and it was like newly opened. And whenever we went in, like, no, I wasn't there for the grand opening. I just happened to be there as it was opening. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Let's have a swizz around here. Went through it. 
I hate it every second that I was there. People bumping into you, oh, well. kids yeah. crying, people just like, sh- and I'm, I think, like I worked in retail, did Black Friday, hated mm. it. People queuing outside. I'm like, get a life and yeah. get it online. Mm. You know what I mean? But fair. Um, I'm not overly, like I don't care about Black Friday. Like I'm not like, oh, like I like to go on and have a nosy on like Amazon and be like, what's happening here? What's happening there? Yeah. But ninety nine percent of the time I don't end up buying anything anyway. Yeah. Unless there's a real, really good deal, like I wouldn't be buying anything on it. There's two it's an either an impulse purchase or a plan purchase that you have on Black Friday. Yeah. And if you don't plan a purchase, it's very hard to find an impulse purchase, in yeah. my opinion. I think this year I'm going to I've already actually started my Christmas shopping, which is quite early. Oh um, uh, that's prepared. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, because everything's so damn expensive I want to get it started early. But uh I think this Black Friday I'll probably try and see what I can get for christmas even it's just a few things just because like some some retailers do really good black fridays and uh, especially online like yeah. boots might have good black friday stuff in their christmas department so I'll, that's probably the height of what i'll do not going to get that excited about it yeah got a couple of black friday stories here okay. these are from years ago like but thought they were good crack off i've thrown one punch in my life it was on black friday so it was the year that the Xbox 360 came out. <laughs> I was standing in line to get some external hard drive next to the video games, and there was this 11-year-old kid with a woman in her 60s. He was waiting for his 360 bundle. Woman before him had gotten the last one. Size all around. Then he says, nope, one more, and begins the motion of handing it to the kid. And this guy comes out of nowhere and pushed the older woman on the kid. The kid hit his face on the edge of a video game rack, you know, the one with the metal and plastic dividers. At 19 years old, I don't know what came over me, but I instantly swung for the dude's head and caught him right in the temple, sending him into a Keurig tower in the middle of the aisle. Everyone froze, including me. Guy had dropped the 360 and got up and walked away. I slid it with my foot to the kid and then di- and I, he didn't say anything either. Best part was as I still wanted the hard drive returned to get back in the end of the line. At the same time, the rep in charge of handing the other items over, such as the hard drive, asked who was next. The first two people in the line just pointed at me, causing me to skip about five spots in the line. That's it. So he did he get black eye? Did he get black eye? He didn't get a black eye. Oh, he gave a black eye. So he swung at the guy no because he cut the key. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. not on. That's not on. That's a cool story. Like. Yeah, yeah. But that's the whole fun of it. Like I remember <laughs> things like that happening. Like. But not a tramp. Like this guy was grinding <laughs> and fucking just goes <laughs> for it. I, re- I remember there was <laughs> on, there was one time I was on a break from uh, work and I was in a B and M, and I was in a quite a fairly long queue. But there was an older woman mm. packing bags at the like at the, at the front of the queue. And the shop assistant was helping her with, and this guy, this guy in front of me, just went, uh, "Some service, please. Some some service, please." Oh, uh, there, and I was sort of standing, going, "You actually doing this?" And the woman was like, "Do you know whenever someone's old, but like you, you know, you kind of look at them and go, you're not overly old, but like you know, they need to, you know, some time." So I wasn't really that pushed. I was just kind of like, "Sit, wait your turn." Mm-hmm. And then he was like, some service, please. And the woman went, sorry, sir, can you just hold on for a wee second? And he was like, can, can someone else not just jump on the till? Like, we're all waiting here. We've we've places to be. And I was a bit like, dick. <laughs> and uh, we were all kind of standing there. And then he looked round at me. And he was like, this is ridiculous. And I was just like, no, nah, I think you're 
being a bit ridiculous. I just <laughs> you didn't say you that. Did, too. I did. I, did. I said did. I think you're being a bit ridiculous. No, I just went. I think. No, I just went. I think you're being a bit. I just. I was young. At the, I was like nine, probably eighteen at the time, and I went. I think you're being a bit ridiculous. And he went. Well, people have places to be, and I was like, fair, like whatever. But I just kind of like turned around and didn't acknowledge him if that makes sense like I'd already kind of I'd already kind of said what I needed to say and I went oh crap but as the woman was like getting like her stuff packed she like turned around and like loaded it into something and then when she walked off like you could just tell there wasn't something right if that makes sense and when the guy got up he was just like that was ridiculous it took so long and she went "Uh, sir that woman's actually partially blind um, so it takes her a while to like you know when she always comes in here for groceries and we always help her out and he literally went oh well I mean you don't you, I suppose you don't know what kind of day other people are having and the girl behind the counter just made him feel like an absolute dick and I was like wow well done <laughs> yeah remember you going to Tesco's working in Tesco's <laughs> oh my days <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be. I don't even want to say because anyone knows let's not like. go on there. I got another one here. Back in like poor college days when I worked at Walmart, we had a we had a fight breakout over a bike. Fists were thrown and there was some blood. Eventually, one guy got a hold of it and managed to get away from the crowd. He rode the bike out of the store to please <laughs> for Sears without paying. What a deal. He just got on. Free bike. I'll be back later. Free fucking bike. Just him down the aisle. BMX jumping up on the fucking toes and all. Like. Just grinding. <laughs> <laughs> grinding down the rail. Ollie, bro. <laughs> Kick flipping and all. <laughs> you could have done that any day of the week for fuck's sake. He's gonna stay that way. He he picked the busiest day of the year to do it. That was great. So that's that. Fair play. Anyway, (laughs) what's strange to start on me, you Shane? But this was actually intended to be a question time, but it was very long. But um, I thought I'd throw it in there. It's a scenario. So there's five caves. Cave explorers, they've come trapped inside a cave following a landslide. They have a limited food supply and no sources of nutrition inside the cave. Above ground, substantial resources are spent to rescue them with 10 workmen killed in subsequent landslides near the blocked entrance. Radio contact is eventually established with the cavers on the 20th day of the cave-in, and the cavers learn that another 10 days would be required in order to feed them, in, in, order to free, in order to free them. They then consult with the medical experts to inform them that, then that they are unlikely to survive to the rescue given the likelihood of starvation. In the case of the I don't know what the fuck. In case of the explorers, the person to be eaten was chosen by throwing a pair of dice. One of the cavers, Roger Wetmore, then asked on the then asked on the cavers on behalf if the cavers could survive ten days longer if they consumed the flesh of one one of their numbers. The medical experts reluctantly confirmed this to be the case. Whitmore then asked if they should draw lots to select a person to be killed and eaten. No one outside the cave was willing to answer this question. Radio contact is subsequently lost. Once the cave cave in is cleared, it is discovered that only four cavers have survived. Roger Whitmore had been killed and eaten by the others. Their survivors stated that Whitmore had originally come up with the idea of cannibalism and choosing the victim through random chance, offering a pair of dice in his possession. Before the dice were cast, Whitmore allegedly expressed a wish to withdraw from the arrangement, preferring to wait another week. The others refused to accept this change of mind and cast the dice on his behalf. The survivors claimed that the Whitmore conceded that the dice were thrown fairly 
He is subsequently killed in Eton. Following the rescue recovery, the survivors are charged with a number of murder, number of murders for Whitmore. So the question remains: Do you believe the situation is one of murder? If they were forced, if they were not forced to cannibalism, they were all would have perished. There is some deeper level of legal philosophy to consider, but you are acting as judge. How would you find them? Guilty. Guilty. Of murder. Yeah. They had no yeah. other option. Though. It's kind of there's it's sort of similar to a um, would I break the law to protect my family? And the answer is yes, of course I would, but I would also uh, expect to be uh, tried. But he, per that law. the person who died, was the one who suggested the method. If I tell you to kill me right now and you killed me, it wouldn't be like that. Ah, you asked for it though. It was it was it was a survival thing. Like he, he brought if out if the dice. Killed, if he kills, if he committed suicide. Mm, they killed him. He disagreed. That's murder, once, then. once his, once he threw the dice, <laughs> or once he threw the dice and realized that he was picked out, mm. he decided he disagreed with it. Oh. So after then, they killed him. But, but he was the one who say, initiated it. He was the one who said, "Look, we'll roll here." There, he was like, agreed with it. Then he agreed with that. The start. He was the one who came up with the idea. So he, when it was him, he was like, "No." He supplied the dice, gave them to everyone. Everyone was uh, was in agreement. They threw the dice, and then afterwards, he once he was pulled. There, he was like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. So they had to do it to survive. And a medical expert said the only way you're all going to survive is if you want to use days and the rest you eat them. But surely, like, the medical expert's like an accessory to murder them. Yeah. They, like, I agree. agree. Like, put the idea in place. Huh? True. Yes. But, but still murder, like. And then cannibalism as well. Like, is that not? Yeah. Like, I think the only way to get away with murder is if it's self defense. Not a, not a sort of yeah. like... Even then, like you might not even get away I think no. there's a law that allows you forced cannibalism. So if someone has died and the only way for you to survive is to eat their body, then it falls under yeah. forced cannibalism. I have, I have heard this in the instances like plane crashes and stuff. But the grey area is the fact they killed them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bit dark. Yeah. No, I think they should be charged. All of them? Yeah. yeah. So that have been safer just... Dying. Yep. Or Surely they would have made it, like. No, that they would only live for five days, but the ten days before their cave, the cave was being cleared, so that was being made clear to them. It's a classic case of survival. Could of the someone fittest. not have like, mm. cut their leg off? It could be. I suppose they could have started feeding each other body parts, like <laughs> you know, like <laughs> everyone <laughs> sacrificed a leg. There's going to yeah. be enough food. There's probably as well as around it, which I suppose then sort of murder was an an option. In, you know, murder. in English common law, there is cases where someone has died of other causes than someone killing them. Yeah, and they were trapped somewhere, and they they then decided to eat the person who died. That, in some cases, was classed as fine, but in all cases in in English common law, where someone was killed. To be eaten, uh, every single person was uh, found guilty of both murder and cannibalism. Wow! But cannibalism in itself is also a crime. Yeah. So you would still have to be tried, even if you didn't kill them. So, so it might not you might not get scot free. Wow. Mm. Mm. Moving on. Cannibalism. Am I right? <laughs> I know if you ever have you ever done light entertainment before. <laughs> That's a um, theory they use in law school. How was it? Yeah. So That's cool. Teach, teach lo- future lawyers. I suppose it's to, 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 to separate morality from law. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, from cannibalism to community crack. Here we go. Mm-hmm.
so this week I'm taking over this segment. Um, I asked some people on uh, Instagram who follow us, uh, was there any weird and wonderful things that you've ever spent money on? Anything like completely stupid that you've spent money on? I suppose this comes from the whole Black Friday chat. Any impulse purchases that you've made? Before I get into what the community have said, anything from you guys? Is there anything when you look back on it, you go, that was a stupid purchase to make? Arn? Trying to think off the top of my head. There's bound to be something like Yeah. You seem like a very impulse purchase type of person. Yeah. 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 I don't really think about it as far as (laughs) What about you? Um, I did take a spider ban shit off Amazon during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I bought some stupid shit during that, like mm-hmm. because you had like money to spend that you weren't spending on your day yeah. day living. Mm-hmm. I can't. I bought. I started painting my Raymond, you know, doing that like framing and shit around it. Yeah. And then I done it. And I was like, why the fuck did I bother doing this? I yeah. Bought, I hadn't bought like a load of tools to do it. No. Yeah. Just wasted a shit ton of money, like that. And then what else? Like? Just crappy wee gadgets and shit, like yeah, during lockdown. So someone said on uh, Instagram that they bought uh, Kinder Buenos in bulk from Amazon. <laughs> um, I then messaged the person and said, uh, I think I said, when we're talking in bulk, what are you talking, bro? Yeah. And he replied, I basically said, I bought 30. Which is ex- I feel is acceptable. That's a week's worth. I right? do feel is acceptable. <laughs> a week's worth. Um, he also then followed up by saying, I've just bought him. I've just bought another bulk. I was like, you so may have a problem. Um, didn't regret it then. Someone said the most impulse purchase that they ever made was an NFT monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think crypto would probably be up there with like, you know, really impulse purchases. You think it was an impulse because you spent the time putting the research in, but I suppose at the time it was because you were jumping on the trend. Like. Yeah. Um, someone said that a 10 speed drill do with detachable tops. So. Mm, same. I mean, <laughs> um, I think probably the most impulse purchase I've ever made when I look back on it now um, would probably be my bike because mm. um, it was just over lockdown and I just had I you just got made redundant from Car from Warehouse and I had this big fat redundancy paycheck and I just blew it all on the bike. Um, so when I look back at it now, I think that was kind of stupid. Should have saved my money. Um, but then it also got me thinking like what are some of like the weirdest things we obviously had um a chat a cu- way way a couple of podcasts back ago about all the things that rte spent money on yeah um and i actually googled what are some of the strangest things or some of the like wackiest things that businesses or people have expensed back um and i found a couple um so there was a employee and um, one of big massive chain of um like a big massive brand with multiple chains of offices and uh, one of the offices decided to um, buy a massive giant rock climbing wall as an employee perk because they and the expense reason was it was to try and get more people to come and work from the office so they actually had it you know when you're looking through like a job application it's like reasons why you should come work for us they had it the reason why they wanted to like expense it was to say we have a rock climbing wall in our office. Yeah. So that was one of them, which I thought was pretty bizarre. There's this one, which I'd like to actually get your opinion on, right? So when volcanic eruptions disrupted air travel across major parts of Europe, a digital leadership associates um, consultant had to find an alternative mean to get back home. 
and at significant high, significantly higher costs, but it, uh, that was beyond approved limits. So the consultant drove from Warsaw in Poland to Brussels in Belgium to board the Eurostar to London, and then upon arrival, he submitted business travel expenses for the actual cost of, of the entire trip. So I googled how far it is from Warsaw to Brussels. Um, actually, I've lost it here, but let me get it back up again. Why did he drive from Warsaw to Brussels? To get the Eurostar. To go to London. To go to London. London. Um, rather than take a plane. Yeah. Surely you can't. The, 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 the quickest route is uh, thirteen hundred kilometers. So all air travel was banned because oh. of it. But according to the company CEO, um, like he was actually praised the guy and said that common sense prevailed um, mm. at a corporation level and the normal rules were placed on hold. Um, sometimes nature happens, and the employee was praised for finding a way around it. Obviously, yeah. like had to get home. All that there. Um, there was a couple um there was another couple another one was a giant dinosaur was expensed back for company decor mm-hmm. which i thought was a bit that, weird. Like. and then also an activewear company um outdoor voices spared no expense when it came to making their stores aesthetically appealing and in 2018 <laughs> a store manager expensed twenty two thousand on uh maison louise Lu- maison louis marie number four candles so she bought twenty two thousand pounds worth of candles. They also spent forty five thousand on flowers and thirty six thousand on top Topo Chico bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah, um, I thought that was a bit weird, but uh, I got some tote bags, exactly. Yeah, and stickers and balloons. Yeah, yeah. Um, thought that was a bit weird, but um, what was yours then? What was what? you? What just Amazon stuff over lockdown? Amazon chip. Charger fucking routers that you'd stick on your desk and you like run the wire through the thing, but you're like you use them for five minutes and then they just fucking yeah. break. Yeah. Like, what about you, Arn? Off the top of my head, there's probably a better one. You're big for subscriptions. I think you've you've told me you subscribed to something before, and I was like, why did you need that? And you were like, I don't know, born up. Yeah, well, I was going to tell you one that's actually is oh, kind of go. not really a subscription, it's more like a, a contract. But the uh. I when I first moved into uh, my house when I moved back here from Manchester, we we were going to be without internet for a good week or two or something. This was yeah. like when lockdown happened, so they needed. I don't think Sky knew like how to navigate this themselves, so they yeah. they, they couldn't send someone out straight away. So I was internetless for a good while. But this was also before shops fully shut. So I went into Curry's and I, I bought one of them, you know, they like 4G, 5G hub boxes yeah. things that just run off the like battery power. I bought one of them with like 200 gigabytes of data on it. And I thought that, that, that'll do me until Sky get the internet in. And they were like, I was like, what's the lowest contract you have? And like, you can just do a monthly rolling contract. Mm. Uh, so I got it, right? And forgot to cancel it. Oh, fuck. For... I think I cancelled it after I moved out of that house, which was about three years later. Oh my god! Well, did you not notice it coming out of your bag again? Nah, Too much money. Loads of money. Man, so much money. <laughs> Let me see how much that was. I was gonna buy one of those for my car one time. How many months are in? Before three G was a big thing. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't yeah. really get it in most places. I was like, I will be the shit if I get one of these and stick it my dashboard. I can connect because I had like the TV radio in the car, so like yeah. I could have connected to like 
nothing actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Very impulse purchase. <laughs> just thinking now, like, it was like it'd be cool to have internet in your car. Like. Internet for the first month of me living in that house, or the first couple of weeks living in that house, cost me one thousand two hundred and ninety-six pounds. That is fucking yeah. <sighs> That's ridiculous. But That's anyway, That's uh, a holiday look. Let us know in the comment That's section mad. what is the weirdest, wonderfulest thing that you've spent money on. Any impulse purchases, any stupid purchases. We would love to hear from you. But anyway, moving on to the next segment. Am I the asshole? Tommy, you're up. Me. Here we go. Am I the asshole for giving my wife the silent treatment when she lost her wedding ring? Yesterday night, my wife lost her wedding ring. She took it off during her weekly martial arts class, didn't look for it until she got home, found out the ring was ring must have fallen out of her training bag somewhere between the gym and home, didn't tell me she'd lost her ring, I found out from my kids instead. Her wedding, her wedding ring has strong sentimental value to me. I bought us matching gold bonds when we got, when we married and each year on our anniversary I go to a jeweler and have one diamond set into the bond. Number 14 was added a few months ago. Fucking hell. It's quite literally irreplaceable. She'd come home while I was getting dinner ready and she went straight to have a shower. When my kids told me she'd lost her ring, I immediately went searching for it, emptied the training bag, checked the car, came up empty-handed. I didn't say anything at dinner, she didn't say anything either. We both went to bed without speaking. I woke up this morning, made the lunch boxes for our kids, got ready for work and she got up as I was leaving and asked me if I'm upset. I was said it was about the ring and left the ring is a thing not a person and therefore not as important as my wife or our relationship but it's also a symbol full of meaning and it's infuriating to know what's gone and she didn't take better care of it put in her purse or somewhere more secure than rolling around loose in a gym bag am i the asshole for giving her the cold shoulder Mm. no i don't think uh, but obviously she's lost the bet. She didn't purposely go out to lose it. And maybe she thought, yeah, I think I'm not going to say anything yet because it might turn up before he notices. It seems to me she doesn't give a fuck. It's, it's hard. To, it's it's hard to know. Yeah, it is hard to know because I'm sure she's probably feeling as shit about it. But then also, I think you know there is stages where you need to take responsibility for things and understand that, like. You know, I'd be pretty good at if Lucinda lost her engagement ring, but I also would know even more good at if you put fourteen diamonds on her. I know, <laughs> but like Jesus. at this, at the same time, it would also it's to me it's an like it's it's Thanos wouldn't have a lock in here. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd need to be in the scenario to know I think, how I like feel. It's the gym bag thing, like, like I think, like if you know you're going to do that, yeah. you're taking it off. Like fucking take it off in the house, though. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you you would never think of that before doing it. Like you'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna stick it in my gym bag, which is probably zipped closed. It's not gonna go anywhere. Like you sound like someone who's never bought an engagement ring. But haven't. <laughs> um. A fuck I don't But know. after I, fourteen I years, like, shit, like if you haven't lost it after fourteen years, I know. But like, like you're not gonna be constantly thinking, oh, uh, I can't lose this. I suppose fuck. you get comfortable. Yeah. But like, I just think it's not inexcusable. Like. Is this not what insurance is for? Oh, no, but you can't yeah, but, but insurance will never replace. Yeah. Every, every year he's putting it it's down. I, I think it's easy for the guy, and I know you're going to hate this, cause it's, but I'm only playing devil's advocate here, so like in the purpose of discussion. Right. I think it's different when you're the person buying the ring. 
because you were the person who departed with said money for the ring yeah. so like I think you you look at the ring and go this is how much this is and it means a lot to me and I worked hard to get to, to give that but then also I don't like I look at Lucinda's engagement ring and, and red ring and stuff and I just think like like I'm of the opinion at the moment I'm like it is it is what it is like it doesn't you know what I mean ring. it's a symbol it's not it's not like my world's not going to end if this slides off her finger but I do I think you have a right to be annoyed whenever someone hasn't done took good care of something yeah. that should be important I think it's the behaviour yeah like. what do you mean just like coming home not saying anything not really caring like. yeah and I, I and think putting it in a gym bag did it say she didn't care though no but that's what I think I think maybe she's come home she's like it's gonna show up I'm not saying anything you like I just don't think you'd be coming home and just like going up the stairs without saying anything you'd yeah. be like shit like you're probably home and, looking for it like she went to see, shower. See, did you leave it there or? I came down for dinner and didn't mention it. Maybe she went up to the room. She said she was having a shower and she went looking for it in the bathroom and stuff. Like, like you don't know what she's thinking in her head. Like, yeah, yeah. Like she and I also like, think oh. when the, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know what I mean. Like, mm. if it was if he lost his wedding ring and it was that that much sentimental value, do you know what I mean? Like accidents do happen. I get what you're saying. Fourteen years yeah and i would also say it comes back to a previous episode where we talked about like if it's that much if you're gonna be that like pedantic and like have that much sentimental value over something you should kind of know the risks you're taking when you take it out of the house you're wearing it out like yeah do you know what i mean like that's something that like i like i know whenever i you know it's like if someone had like a anime t-shirt and they brought it out (laughs) and they wore it out (laughs) rather than leaving it framed up yeah <laughs> so these episodes are going out so far. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's what's your thoughts then? Your thoughts is she's he's not I, the asshole. I get what you're saying. Like, I don't think he's the asshole for giving her the cold shoulder. Like, but I don't know. You could argue like him ignoring it as well is like he's could have backtracked to the gym or something. Why looking for it yeah. instead of just sitting there off on the line? Yeah, yeah, fair. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, maybe he's as bad as her for not being like the kid said you lost your ring. Yeah. yeah. So as, are you okay? No. Where yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. I suppose her feelings haven't really <laughs> been taken into account during this like. Do you have your air tag on it? <laughs> <laughs> Diamond. Anyway. One of them diamonds could have been a tracker. Next one. What, have, what else have you got for us? Am I the asshole for telling me infer- my infertile in-laws that their dog is not equal to a child? Two years ago, my husband, 34 male, and I, 33 female, became pregnant. This was huge for us, as we both have always been really passionate about becoming parents. Before we could tell anyone, my husband's brother, 35 male, and his wife, 38 female, told the family that they had been trying to conceive, but found out they couldn't. That's annoying. They were devastated and were heartbroken Sorry, they were devastated and we were heartbroken for them. So you got to start crying there. My husband and I decided to hold off on announcing. We waited three months, but then I was starting to show and we had no choice. Yeah. A week after we announced, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law adopted a dog named Bella. Immediately, she was all they talked about and they had refused to go anywhere without her. We used to be close, but this has ruined our relationship with them. My husband and his brother don't hang out anymore because my brother-in-law is so obsessed with Bella that he's hard to talk to. Brother-in-law's lost friends over the obsession and sister-in-law's quit 
her job so she doesn't have to spend any time away from the dog. We even stopped our weekly family dinners because Bella barks non-stop, pulls food off the table, bites, etc. She's a nightmare. Plus my husband is allergic and he can't be around her longer than an hour anyway. Brother and brother-in-law and sister-in-law call Bella the first grandchild or the first last name girl. There hasn't been a girl born into the family in five generations which bothers me because my daughter is those things not the dog. They think my daughter and their dog should be treated equally and get upset when they are not. Even when I gave birth and people were reaching out to check on me and my daughter they sulked and made a long post on Facebook saying they were hurt. No one had done the same for them when they adopted their dog. I've been biting my tongue about it for over a year because I know they are co- what I know that they are coming with an extremely painful situation. But this week I finally snapped. Recently, a relative invited us and the baby to their wedding, but told my in-laws ex- explicitly not to bring the Bella. On Sunday, as my husband and I were just about to leave the, his parents' house, I heard brother-in-law saying that if his dog wasn't invited, then my daughter shouldn't be either. Why should they get to bring her if we can't bring Bella? They say things like that all the time, but this time I finally snapped and said, because Bella is a dog and my daughter is an actual human baby, my child and your pet are not the same. We left, but later my brother-in-law called my husband to say that I had really hurt them and my sister made my sister-in-law cry. My husband says that I shouldn't have said anything and should take it back. I know their dog's dog is like their child, and I don't mean to be cruel or insensitive, but I am also so tired of hearing them compare my daughter to a dog, and I don't want her to grow up around people who think she is equal to a party behaved animal. Am I the asshole? Hmm. I don't think so. Like that is a complex situation. Like, wait, like, yeah. like that, like this is like a what a year worth of putting up with that bullshit. So. Like they this is messy, like. they are, in my opinion, that and like people may get annoyed at me for saying this. They are grieving, and they need to go see someone. Yeah. yeah, they are in a very emotional state, and their outlet is this dog, and they need to go see someone. They have, I think, one's part has to accept that if you are cannot have a child and you're watching someone live a life which you cannot have, that, that takes an emotional toll. Yeah. I also do think, though, that the other half need to accept that they have been dealt a really shit hand, but they can't take that away from because you cannot compare... I'm sorry, you cannot compare a dog to a child. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like... Yeah, I think that like there obviously is people who don't want to have kids and like care about their pets like that. But like at yeah. the same time, I don't think they're as delusional to be like, yeah, why was my dog not invited to your wedding? So yeah, yeah, the, yeah this like, is the thing. Like, like if me and Lucinda had a dog, and Shay and Aoife had a child, yeah, and you went come to my wedding in August, and I went well f- no because you didn't invite my dog, mm. but you've invited Shay and Aoife's Wayne, yeah, and you went. I can't. I'm not even having this conversation because it's not. It's not the two are not. I'm like quitting your job to look after the dog, like. Yeah, that's a but bit. then again, I think they are using the dog as a way. Like, if like I don't, you don't have to be a psychologist or a therapist to understand that maybe the reason why that woman has quit her job is because she's like she's going through something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's the dog is just the easiest thing to go. I need help. And I'm quitting work to look after this dog. It's more I'm quitting work because 
I'm I'm in pain of, of some emotional pain. Like yeah, sounds mm. sounds like both of them seriously need to go see a shrink. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they need to go see someone. Also for no, no, I, I don't, I don't no. think so. I think which you, one? The for woman saying just snapping. Uh, oh uh, yeah, no. Under no. under them circumstances, no. Like if it I was think like, she should apologize. Though. I should I think she should be. I think she yeah. needs to be a bit more empathetic like, towards her. Like look shouldn't have said it like I'll put it at the same yeah. time like I'm sorry this for has been building up unlike you need a fucking yeah wise up like. see that that's a bit like it's been building up obviously she's got annoyed about you know them saying it's their child and stuff like that which I don't think she should be getting annoyed at but it's the wedding thing I think that's a bit much like but I can see yeah like she probably should have bit put it up brought it up in a bit better way but this is like why you don't let th- yeah. things build up I think if I was in their scenario yeah I think if I was in their scenario you'd be looking at it from a logical perspective and saying okay I appreciate and I accept that you guys are hurting like it must hurt to like look at a family and go they have what I want it but I can't have it. Mm. But then I do think the other side who are hurting, who probably need more attention in a way, should also realise that they're kind of being dicks for like, just because they have been dealt a shit hand doesn't mean you have to like take that out. And like having a baby's like a big thing and they're kind of taking that away from them. Mm. And if I, like, you know, mm. I don't think that's a think dead on way like, to be. Like, grandchild thing as well. As yeah. Like, yeah. I, like to be fair, that was like, it depends what context it was said and like you know someone says it as a bit of a joke and it's like haha right move on yeah but like yeah. the whole well what the hell do you mean my dog's not invited to your wedding whenever his child's invited to the wedding that's ridiculous that's where things start to get a bit like but losing friends and all over it yeah like, yeah they've kind of got a bad attitude like about surely it, no someone should say it should have said like if the brother should have said something to the other brother like he yeah. should have been like look come on and, i think yeah. i think his it depends what his i know he didn't go into much detail. I know his, like her husband was saying that she should apologize, isn't it? And yeah. The, like, I wonder how, what side he's taking there. Like, is he going like, yeah, the husband, he should apologize, but you're right. But, or is he just going, you're fully in the wrong here? It depends how she snapped as well. Yeah. She like snapped, like, yeah. it was like, fuck. Yeah. Just exploded. Like, put like, the dog like, across yeah. the driveway. <laughs> like, drove over the dog. <laughs> they really should have addressed all of this yeah. a year ago. Yeah. They? yeah. Like yeah. a year with, when you need therapy, a year without therapy is quite yeah. a I, long like if, time. Personally, if I was in their scenario, I'd be like, I'm really worried about my brother. Yeah, because yeah. the way he treats this dog is just not goes above the level level of normal. Like I love dogs. I love like I don't have a dog at the moment because I'm out of the house. But whenever I was living with mom and dad, like I had a German Shepherd, devastated whenever it died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like at the same time, would I be going here? You know, it was alive at the time of my sister's wedding. Was I turning around and being like, here, uh, uh, I'm I'm actually getting a suit for the dog here. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring it along. <laughs> Oh, sorry. What do you mean? The my my dog's not coming, but his child's coming. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not comparing on that, like. So yeah, yeah. complex situation. Yeah. Messy. Anyway, um, that was actually a really good one. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Really deep in thought. Let us know what you think in the comments section. Um, love to hear more of this. But yes, into question time. Here we go. I'm actually stealing this off our colleague Neil. Because he said it today and I thought Shout it was really... Shout out, Neil! I thought it was a really good question, actually. I thought I'm going to steal that. Oh. Uh, I have not informed him of that, so I'm sorry. Sorry, Neil. Um, Neil. Right. With a double L. 
you are going to be given a year sabbatical from your job and you're going to get paid the same so don't worry about this you have one year to train for any olympic sport in time for the paris 2024 olympic games next year what sport are you picking and you can't come last if you come last you get shot in the head do is is the idea here to pick something that you're quite good at so you don't have as much you can put more into it and get a better chance of winning you've got a year to train and you're not allowed to come last fuck I would pick tough one badminton (laughs) you think you would come I'd say fucking badminton's tough is badminton in the Olympics yep I'd pick golf it is you think you would come above last in golf if if I had a year and was practicing every day I'd quit your job now fucking do it no but, but he's getting the trophy. He's, he's getting paid. Yeah. Like, he's getting paid. If you were to practice, he wouldn't every day. be as good as like top golfers. But if you, you had only a year, to, like, you only have to have a couple of good rounds. Like, sorry, you have to win though. And as well no, as that, you just don't have to come last. You don't say you have to win. No, no. no. Well, at least you have to go. All right, you can't okay. come last. Okay, you can't enough. come last. Right. So and it's not like you can just do something that's a bit fun and do fuck all and come last. You yeah. cannot come last. And as well as that, he may not be as good as Tiger Woods, but he just has to be better than a certain person on that day. Brooks yeah. Kepka. Like, it, the odds are astronomically tilted it's out of his favour. But there is a possibility in some world or in some day he could walk out onto Portrush Golf Course and smash McElroy. Yeah. I, it's unlikely, but I would. That's a lot of, that's a lot of betting in, yeah. in not dying. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be strategic about it. I'd get a British passport. Oh my God. And go play for the England football team because then they can carry me. Surely, if they're one man down in the Olympics, they can beat like teams like Kazakhstan and Do you stuff. Think you'd like. be good enough to get into the team to go. But you're going to get into it anyway. Like, oh no, yeah, it's yeah, a like given that you're in it. You've got a free pass. So if I'm the eleventh man, you know, if like playing with a player down, that's a good shirt, They're going to carry me to beat like shitter teams in the first few I rounds. Mean, so you're not going to come last. We did see what he was like at the five aside football tournament in Nets. I fucking, I'd say ball. I mean, he just has to be. Similarly, I would play rugby. I think. I think. Uh, get me given a year to, to train for rugby I think I'd easy, I would quite easily come above yeah. last yeah. especially if you're going up against teams that just aren't rugby yeah teams. I do like the golf scenario but um, I'm going to try and be different and say badminton I used to play badminton what when if I was you younger. had to pick a because you do pick the single person sport what non-team sport for the Olympics has to be in the Olympics oh I'd probably pick mountain biking I would yeah. probably pick football um, I think if you had a year to train you wouldn't come last Mountain biking. I don't think so. Just takes one boy to fall off. True. Yeah. There we go. Just don't fall. Just don't fall. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't get disqualified. I would probably pick football because I enjoy playing football. If I'm going to take a year off and train for something, I'd rather it was something I enjoyed, mm. and I got paid for it. And what would what would you do for a single event? Boxing. Non-team. Box. Jesus. Oh. Fuck it. All you have to do is smash one person. Like, <sighs> who would you who would you be going up against? Well, you're going to be going out against the shitter ones in the first rounds, like, and the you yeah, might fucking. If you just be one person, one person you have to beat, like one knockout, what one if you punch. Get someone really good. And you're fucked you're in, dead. Like, you're dead. <laughs> but if it was a single sport, I'd go for that because you could just hit land one good punch, and that could be you, like. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. It can be hit or miss. Excuse the pun. Fair uh-huh. What um, else have we got for us, Arn? So, last question. Go back to the early 2000s. Ooh. We were all children. I'm back. We were. And hopefully, just for the sake of this um, 
question. We all had televisions. We did. What we was did. your favourite kids' TV show? <sighs> Mine was... Let's, say, let's limit this to, like, primary school. Jungle mm. Run. <gasps> I jungle so Run. wanted to go on Jungle Run. Jungle Run. You know, at the end, whenever they did the whole thing and then they went through and they got the golden monkey and then the, the thing shut and you genuinely were like, these kids are trapped in there forever. I used to get so frustrated with the jigsaw like, thing. Yeah. Teamwork uh, doesn't work on that sort yeah, of Yeah, it was scenario. the one like, where I'd be like, if I was in there, I'd smash that I'd project. I'd get out of the road. I would smash me in there. Yeah. yeah I would get that golden monkey. I thought, it's the likes of them shows too. You'd sit back and watch them like, I could do that so yeah. easy. Like, yeah. Easy. Do you remember 50 50? Yeah. yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was presented by Golf in here. Was it? Belfast Girl, yeah. Was that your girl, Zoe someone? I don't remember. Zoe Salmon, yeah. Hmm. Zoe Salmon. She was on Blue Peter and all. Yeah, from here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was her. Uh, Blonde girl? And it was a yeah. school yeah. as well. Yeah, it was a school thing, wasn't it? Um, My school was on that. Ben 10. Ben 10. Love it. Did you have the watch whenever you were young? <laughs> See, I didn't have Sky whenever I was younger. <laughs> I actually didn't. So I never had any of those channels. Um, you didn't have Sky? No. Yeah, but you had we CBBC only got... and CBBC. Yeah, yeah. So some Mona the Vampire. Loved it. Oh, and then whenever my auntie had Sky, so we used to go up to her house and like stay on like a Friday night or something like And I loved Kim Possible. Like. But it was like a guilty <laughs> pleasure whenever you were a young boy. You were like, I can't be watching this. But this this girl, she's flipping bad, a body. Like. She's a body. <laughs> and someone she's a would body. come in you turn it off. Like. Oh. What? No, I'm, I'm watching a boy show. I'm watching Ben 10. Digimon? I, lo- Digimon. I loved Ed Ed and Ellie. I never watched Digimon. That was good. Poke- I, not Pokemon, I am. Yu-Gi-Oh. Does anybody ever remember mm-hmm. a show on Disney XD called Iron Cross? No. It was about Iron Cross. Iron, Iron Cross. It was a really good program. I watched it for a while. Um, it was basically this theory that it was kind of like um, completely different, but kind of like uh, Gran Turismo, right. where it was like the best player in the game became the character. Right. So it was Iron Cross, and there was a, it was basically like this action man. You sure it, it wasn't was Iron Stone? Iron Stone. That oh. was what it was. Iron Cross. Where did I get that from? Iron Stone. Yeah. So basically, this guy was like the top rated player in this video game. And if he was the top rated player in the video game, he became the character to actually, def- like, and the game was based around real life baddies. Right. Baddies as in bad guys, yeah. not bad women. <laughs> I don't think I watched it, no. Yeah. Codename uh, Kids Next Door was a good one. Yeah. When I got to watch Sky. Drake and Josh. Drake oh, and Josh. Yeah. Zoe 101 was good as well. Yeah. yeah. I used to remember Trump Montana as well. Trapped, yeah. Trapped, yeah. yeah. I used to think they were actually dead. What was the one? <laughs> you remember one? that? Raven is that, or is that Ring a Bell? Just ra- yeah, Raven. No. <laughs> that Ring a Bell? Vaguely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was Disney good. Disney XD is pretty good. Like, is that yeah. not like late Disney XD Is that like 2015? No First episode of Iron Stone Was 13th of February 2009 Well that's very specific Mm -hmm. I used to love Doctor Who When I was a kid Oh yeah it was good Yeah Yeah. David Tennant Good Unreal And Sergio Adventures Um, I did stumble across A Sweet Life Of Zack and Cody The other day I remember It was good Ashley Tisdale's Had such a crush on her When I was younger Mm -hmm. High School Musical Who was your crush In those shows? My crush because uh, I recently came back across her again in another uh, program, Peyton List. Do you remember her? Yeah. She was in uh, Jesse. Yeah. She was in Paranormal Activity, wasn't she? I don't know what she was in. No, she's in The Karate Kid. The new Karate Kid. That's what she's in. I used to have oh, a mad crush on her. Really? Was yeah. Waverly Place? I always. Tell me more. Mine was um, Miley Cyrus. 
Oh yeah, Hannah Montana. But then shave the head. Mine was Ariana Grande when she was in Victorious oh, on nice. Nickelodeon. What a shit. Same, yeah. but I was twenty one. Victoria at that time. Justice though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anymore. Yeah. Or your girl from iCarly. Whoever she's called. Oh yeah. Um she, yeah, mine was Peyton List. So yeah. Um Moving on. We're just, we're just talking about girls from ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always remember 16. I always remember when I was younger when I walked in and um my sister w- always watched Neighbours. You know the friend, the show Neighbours. Oh, she's always gone for the Simpsons. Yeah. always like, like what was half seen, five Neighbours? Seen, seen these women in bikinis, and I was like, <laughs> I can't be watching <laughs> this. My mal kill me. Yeah, do not, do um, but anyway, who was your? What was your favourite TV program as a child? What would you bring back? What would you rebirth? I know there's one in my head there, and I just cannot think of it. Like, I don't know what it is. I would, I would rebirth Jungle Run. Definitely, it just yeah. really takes me back. What would you rebirth, Tommy? I'd like to see like a Ben 10 film. Yeah. Like an actual one, good one. Like. Yeah. Dexter's Liberatory. Did they do a film about it? Like? Adventure Time. Uh, oh. I still watch it, like, but yeah. Adventure That's Time was good. probably whenever we were in our teens, wasn't it? Pretty new, like. Well, what would it bring back? Yeah. This is maybe a controversial answer because it kind of bends the rules. But I'd bring back The Simpsons, but with the original writing team from like seasons seen, three to eight seen a thing in tiktok the other day about it the drop off after season 10 on the simpsons it's like the ratings have been below it's five thanks yeah and it was like everything was above eight and then there was one episode or something after that it just went to shit after that like. the, the the episode that it's like you can't kill it basically marks the death of the simpsons is is one from the 2000s where principal skinner is yeah. uh uh, found identity? out to be a, a fraud and it yeah. turns out there was a Principal Skinner in Nam, and the Principal Skinner we all know uh, stole his identity because he thought he was dead to come back and have this principal job and be, be a hero because Principal Skinner the original one was a was a, was a hero in Vietnam uh-huh. and yeah. the current Principal Skinner it just turns out to be an imposter of him and they made like a reference to the judge in it during that episode it was like this is how it is and how it's going to be from now on and everyone will forget about this yeah. in the episode and then just went downhill from there like. mm. but you can't kill it now it's a beast Conan O'Brien was a writer on The Simpsons he was yeah fun fact Conan. fun fact anyway let us know in the comments section if you were to bring back one childhood TV show what would it be and why um, if we missed out any of your uh, top top list let us know get in touch but yes we'll wrap it up there until next time yes, goodbye Bye. Bye.